What's up? Um, what's up? <laughs> I'm Claire. And I'm Emily. And this is Emily and Claire. Yippee. And we watched, um, we watched episode <laughs> six of season two, aka Never Been Kissed. This feeling of us being like, it's first of all me this whole week mm-hmm. um, because of the election, but also me while watching this goddamn episode. Yeah, like. <laughs> Anyways, I'll just read the synopsis. Um, Will Schuster hosts the second annual boys versus girls competition while Puck finally gets out of juvenile detention. Um, I feel that like... is the stupidest synopsis <laughs> I've ever heard. I was literally about to say, like, I don't think that really covers what actually happens in this episode because a yeah. big part is like, you know, the boys Cooling being disgusting. Thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, like literally while watching it, when they would be like, "Okay, the girls have their number ready," and the girls sing that song, rock song or whatever, I was like, "Oh my god, I forgot that this is what they were doing this week." Yeah. I, like, I don't know. I, I don't really think that the boys versus girls competitions are good. Like, the only one that's that was good was the first one where, like, the girls sang Halo and Walking on Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a bomb. And they were all, like, hopped up. Yeah. But, like, all of the boys versus girls competitions after this are actually, like, kind of boring. No offense. Yeah. I'm thinking of all the way more impactful parts of the episode, like like Kurt and Karovsky, Blaine gets introduced, all the stuff with like Beast and the football team, and then like Will and Beast, like no, like I don't give a fuck about the boys versus girls competition. Plus it just feels so out of nowhere when they just break out into the song. Like, okay, wait, rephrase, because most of the time they do just break out of song like you know anyways but um i feel like the songs were just so disjointed from the rest of the episode like it would be so sad watching kurt get bullied and then like the thing that happens with karofsky and then suddenly it's like living on a prayer and i'm like what is happening (laughs) so stupid and like they tried to tie it in at the end by having beast come in to like judge but that was just like such a weird moment like first of all they were all deeply disrespectful to her like she basically just got like knocked around the whole episode everyone just like chucking her around and being awful to her and then they're like well come watch us sing and then she just sits there like expressionless for like three minutes and then at the end is like, ha ha, ha group hug? I don't know. And then the episode ends. I feel like, I can't even remember all of the musical performances. Like there was the girls mashup. There was Teenage Dream, which, spoiler alert, was the best song this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, the boys mashup. And like, was there something else? Or were there only three songs? I do not know. Oh, it was like, Puck and Artie sang a song. Oh, my brain. Outside, they were like um, busking. Yeah. Oh my god, those idiots. So let's just start talking about the episode. 
um oh you know it actually does start off right off the bat with like finn being like hey sam if you want to cool down just think about the opposite of what you're doing and in finn's head he's like remember that time when i hit that mailman mailman. holy fuck Mm -hmm. and sam's like what should i think about oh i know my football coach because she's gross that is so mean like the concept in itself is mean but like i guess high school boys are awful like if you're gonna write something like that like fuck okay fine but then after like all the insert shots of like what like beast cutting meat aggressively like beast doing ballet like did those have to be like that i don't know and then even worse than that is like the way that they have Will handle the situation is not a solution at all. It's just, like, doesn't fix anything. It's pretty unacceptable the way that, like, he approaches the situation. And I don't know, like, what they what they want from me. Am I supposed to be like, well, you know what? Will is thoughtful, great teacher, best teacher in the whole school, so mature, always does the right thing, really nice. Because that is not what I was thinking. Yeah, I honestly think that the way he tries to resolve these kind of issues, like whenever he gets mad at the Glee Club, right, and he tries to set them straight, he does the same thing. He's like, you guys should be ashamed of yourselves. I don't want to hear any excuses. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, is that how you get kids to realize that what they're doing is wrong? Mm. Like... I feel like there are definitely better ways to go about kind of reprimanding your students, you know? But, okay, because the way that I see it, you know, what they did where they're just, like, making fun of their coach for the way that she looks, not foreign concept. Kids do that all the time. High school Mm -hmm. kids are especially just assholes, right? Mm -hmm. But it's like you have to kind of understand that but then still be like yeah but um it's okay for you guys to kind of like think that on your own but you're letting it kind of affect the way that you treat her and that's not okay right um i don't know if i would be happy if he's like it's okay to think that on your own well the way because let's face it you're not going to ever like stop being mean right like yeah i feel like people just inherently judge people based on their looks so it's not like will being like you should be ashamed of that stuff like is gonna solve anything so rather but than i try would to, still like, want the teacher to like keep up this like well in an ideal world you would be like okay uh, no like i'm just gonna try to not do that like i wouldn't like it's it's I wouldn't want him to be like, well, that's okay. To just, like, not approve of it, but, like, explicitly let it slide. Like, I would want to be like, like, no, we shouldn't, at least. Yeah, okay, I'll rephrase. I think that rather than try to, like, shame them for doing things that, like, all kids do, he should really talk about the issue here is that, like, the way that they then talk to Beast is unacceptable. Like, the way that Quinn mm-hmm. is, like, stay away from, like, my boyfriend or, like, Mike is, like, mm-hmm. don't come near Tina. Like, mm-hmm. that's not how you should talk 
to anyone, Mm -hmm. especially like your teacher. Mm -hmm. And like, that's the thing that he can kind of like tell them about, you know, or like scold them about. He, He can't really police their thoughts which is why I think it's futile right. for him to be like, how dare you think that way? Like, you know, mm-hmm. he should try to actually do something that he can control, which is don't talk to your teachers like that. Yeah, actionable. Mm-hmm. Wait a second. You know what I just thought? Hmm. He even tells Beast. He's like, don't take it personally, but like, this is what they thought about you. And I was like... Wait a it's second. It's so huh? fucking annoying. Like, when he's talking to the kids, they're like, well, it's not personal. And he's like, of course it's personal. I think that's a great point. Of course it's personal. Like, even if it's not, it just inherently is because of what it is. And then this spineless little stupid ass man goes to Beast and is like, um, well, don't take it personally. Like, he's the same as his kids. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure they know it's wrong. He obviously knows it's wrong. And still, when push comes to shove, they're both like, well, it's not personal. Well, don't take it personally. And Beast says the exact same thing to him that he says to the kid. She's like, well, I do take it personally. I'm like, Will Schuster, you are stupid. And like, again, I think that's pretty believable as his character. Like, he thinks he's hot shit. He thinks he's doing something. But then I really don't want the writers to be apologetic for him. Like, if the writers are going to be like, yeah, this guy sucks. I need them to commit to that. (laughs) He can do something that sucks, but I need the writers to be like, he sucks. Yeah, that's the thing. I I don't believe that Will should be the authority figure who gets to tell the kids that what they're doing is bad. Mm -hmm. And then he proceeds to be an asshole to the beast. Like, first of all... The show, just so mean to the Beast. Mm -hmm. Every single episode that's centered on her. First of all, in this episode, she gets made fun of her looks, and then Will Schuster, like, gives her a pity kiss, which... Gross. What the fuck? And then later, Beast is, like, in love with Will Schuster and, like, confesses to him, and obviously he has to turn her down, like... And then she gets, like, beat up by her husband. Yeah. Why is the show so mean to her character when, she's like, by far, she's the best adult on the show? So true. She's awesome. And then they just make her, like, she's like, ooh, I'm going to be three-dimensional for a sec. And they say, no, 2D. Squash. I feel bad for her. I really do. I think she deserved better. She absolutely does. Okay, well, I want to talk about the rest of Will's response all the way up to, like, the fucking pity kiss. But, like, okay, when he's having that conversation in the teacher's lounge with Beast, and he, like, obviously doesn't want to tell her because it's, like, mean and embarrassing, and she's like, no, just tell me, no, just tell me. Him being like, well, don't take it personally, but, and then just, like, telling her everything. Like, I don't... I'm sure that the message is like, well, it's good to be truthful. Like, it's definitely not his right to keep information from her, right? Like, it's her right to know. But something about the way that he delivered the full truth was, like, so crusty. I was like, you could have done this better. Like, you don't have to... I don't want to say, like, you don't have to tell her the full truth. Because really, she has a right to know the full truth, and it's not his right to keep any information from her. But... Something about the way he handled it was, like, really kind of clumsy and shitty, but I feel like he could get away with being, like, I'm hot shit. I'm awesome. I am so nice. I tell the truth, and that's just the way it is. Like, 
Yeah, it's just gross. I agree. I think she does deserve the right to the whole truth, no matter how terrible it is. Um, I kind of wish that he would have handled it the way that he handled it when talking to his students. Yeah. The way that he tells the beast, he almost tries to downplay it as, like, a joke, you know, like, ah, kids will be kids, which I know I previously was like, kids will be kids, Mm -hmm. but I think that that's fine to think to yourself, but, like, when you're telling the person who is kind of, like, the victim of all of this, definitely you should not be like, well, kids will be kids, so, you know, what what are you going to do? Don't be sad, just be happy. Yeah. yeah, he could be like kids would kids will be kids, but I I wish they weren't, and I'm I'm sorry, like or I don't know, like that's fucked up or something. But he's like, well, you know what? Actually, don't take it personally. Yeah, like why couldn't he have at least given her the decency of being as enraged on her behalf as he was when he was like scolding the Glee kids? Right. I don't get yeah. it. And then he tries to be like. I don't know, blaming it on the kids when she ups and quits. Like, it's not all because of them. It's also because of the way her only friend reacted when telling so her. true. So Like, no one true. was on her side in this. Even the guy who's supposed to be Mr. Nice Guy wasn't really on her side. Yeah. By the way, it hurts my feelings every time Beast is like, you know what, like, you're the only cool person. You're the only person I trust. Actually, everyone said you were really nice. Like, like, no, Beast. Yeah, I'm like, you who can said do that? better. I want names, Shannon. Who said that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, the part when he addresses the entire choir room and is like, are you guys happy now? Beast quit. And everyone's like, wait, what the fuck did we do? And then the guy, like, Finn is like, oh, no, it was us. It was the guys, like, plus Tina. I don't know. Will is so stupid. He's so unbelievably stupid. Why would that be a conversation for the whole Glee Club? It's obviously not. Yeah. (laughs) How could the writers write in, like, wait, what did we do? And then be like, you know what? Awesome. Let's leave it there. Instead of being like, wait, should we change who's in this scene? Especially because I don't think the entire... Okay, as far as I'm concerned, the only people who really kind of, like, had a hand in this was Sam and, like, Mike and Tina. Because remember, Quinn was like, I have no idea what's going on, but I think that they're Mm -hmm. secretly hooking up together, which is stupid. Um, Yeah. So, like, why couldn't Will have pulled the main offenders into his office or whatever and been like and then if they're like oh actually also i think this person is involved too he could be like well let's make this meeting a little bigger yeah he doesn't have to address the entire glee club because then he also just like because like obviously rachel's gonna be like wait finn i don't understand like why did you guys get beast fired and then he has to explain to her and now more people know about this terrible thing that they were doing yeah so stupid and like what is he trying to solve by being like are you guys happy now like he's just throwing a tantrum right stupid guy stupid and kurt in this moment not only is does that have nothing to do with him but he's going through some other shit like he doesn't have time to deal with the stupid boy's stupid antics yeah and okay i know that this is like a really well-debated topic, you know? So I don't even know if I have to 
say it, but the way that they turn Karofsky into the guy who is so closeted that he becomes homophobic because of his own self-hatred, why? Mm -hmm. Why do they have to make one of the only other gay kids on the show into a caricature? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Again, other people have said it better, so there's probably, like, a bunch of other people who can explain it. So I don't really feel like I have the ability to explain it well. But the scene where Karofsky kind of, like, reveals that he's gay by kissing Kurt, not good vibes. Yeah. I I definitely hadn't thought about it like that before, right? Like, him as a caricature, because it's such a trope that I was just like, okay, like, this trope. And I just readily accepted it. But yeah, totally. Like, it's, like, uncomfortable that he's a caricature. And, like, I guess a feature of being a caricature is like not having depth like his only character trait is what being closeted and also being a bully but i definitely took notice like further down the line when karovsky kind of comes back as like a boyfriend and that is just mm-hmm. horrible like that that storyline of like first he was like a bully and mean and then now he's like found himself so it's like oh we forgive him like it's just mm-hmm. because he was in the closet so it's fine that he was like physically harassing Kurt at school every day like making his life awful like oh gosh so bad yeah like I I don't know what the writers want us to feel because it's like this guy is terrible not only does he harass Kurt he harasses everyone like he's one of the top two bullies that we see like him and then the black guy I forgot his name yeah Yeah. like their characters are just being dicks right And then he's revealed to be gay, and suddenly I'm like, well, I guess it's okay because he's tortured. Like, what? Yeah, like, what the fuck? And also there's, like, such a problem with, like, gay or queer characters being, like, predatory. Like, this is a little bit different, right? But them being, like, predatory in movies and stuff. Like, there will be, like, one trans character, and they're always, like, trying to, like seduce like the straight cis person and like get them to the dark side of like hedonism and stuff like that or like there's like an older gay man like seducing younger like men and like stuff like that and I just feel like there's such an issue with with portraying queer people as like predators or like yeah predators basically and like Karofsky is like not a predator in that way necessarily but is like this weird like scary man (laughs) and then like oh it's he's gay i just realized as you were saying that both of those things happen in glee unique catfishes writer pretending to be like a white straight girl and like what the fuck why and like later in the show kurt starts going out with a very old man yeah why why it's like ryan murphy is somehow so homophobic even though he's a gay man like how is that possible (laughs) yeah but yeah poor poor kurt poor kurt fucking will notices too that kurt's having a hard time and still just like fumbles it which i guess is not a surprise based on like i don't know the characterization of this school or whatever but then fucking goes off to do some stupid shit elsewhere with stupid coach beast. I just can't think. 
uh, or I can't help but think about how he like talked to Kurt in his office. He was like, yeah, usually you just let these insults like roll right off your shoulders, but now you're like being snappy and lashing out. Like that's not like you. And I'm like, Mr. Will Schuster, please use your brain for more than two yeah. seconds. Serious. Like he's saying them for himself. Mm-hmm. Just disappearing into the void. What? I'm like, oh, surely you can be a better teacher than this. <laughs> nah, his yeah. brain is all smooth. <laughs> like, I smooth, so stupid. smooth brain. Yeah. It, it's so awful to watch, like, Kurt just get, like, shoved around the whole episode. And, like, Kurt is so brave. Like, when he goes after Karofsky and is like, hey, like, what's your problem? I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna die. I like, know. I could absolutely never. It's like so scary. I know that the whole thing is Blaine being like, have courage. But Kurt already has plenty of courage. Yeah. Um, definitely so ballsy of him to confront Karofsky like that. But um, <laughs> why does Karofsky have to be like, I know that this happens later in some other episode, but Karofsky's like, yeah, if you tell anyone about what I did, I'm going to kill you. Like, yeah, why? So scary. Why can't they reward Kurt for being, for being brave and like having courage by it being like, now Karofsky does not bother him anymore, you know? Yeah, yeah. But no, <laughs> Kurt continues to suffer. Yeah. Dude, okay. I think I kind of have, like, weird mixed feelings about Blaine's, like, role slash reaction. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, Kurt's in, like, a fucking shitty time right now, right? And, like, I don't know, he's been dealing with it for so long, but especially now, it's, like, really getting to him. Then he realizes there's, like, a safe place. And Blaine is, like, he says things that are, like, true and realistic, like, yeah, the tuition here is steep, so I know it's not an option for everyone, so your other option is to, and then, like, what does he say, like, deal with it, basically, like, yeah, he was, like, confront him, yeah, like, I don't have a huge problem with it, but there's a little part of my brain that's, like, hmm, (laughs) like, he's basically, like, okay, like, you don't have money, well, then, simply stop being sad (laughs) like i don't know and then like when they confront him on the stairs like like blaine is such a nice stable presence in this episode right like has kind of like gone through the process of coming out maybe or like has like found a safe place for himself so is a little bit kind of like out of the big shit storm he's kind of like removed from it so it can take a more like stable stance stable role in like this same journey for kurt but sometimes it feels a little, like, useless slash he's so removed that it's, like, stupid. Like, basically, like, oh, you're sad? Well, don't be. Done. Yeah. And I know that they go a bit more into Blaine's backstory by, like, talking about how he and his date were, like, jumped during prom and, like, beaten up mm. and shit. Um, but part of it is that, like, you know... Blaine is very privileged in that he got to escape his bullies and start over in a very safe environment, where Kurt obviously does not have that luxury. Well, like, later on, he does transfer to Dalton. But in this moment, Kurt's like, I can't do that, so I guess I just have to confront my bullies. Which, like, 
like, I don't know. I've never been bullied before. I don't know how it works, but part of me is thinking that bullies, like, ugh, I don't, I don't want to sound like terrible when I say this, but there are times when bullies feed off of reactions and mm. Kurt standing up to Karofsky might have gone very differently if Karofsky was not a closeted person, you know? Yeah, like, Blaine being like, well, if you just confront him, it'll fix. Mm -hmm. And he's like, let's go! And I'm like, oh my god, are they gonna die? And, like, it ends up being fine, but, like, what if it... Like, there's just, like, a little bit of, like, naivete, naivety Mm -hmm. to, like, Blaine's reaction, but it ends up working out fine. I think what it is, too, is he's like, well, I ran away, but you shouldn't. And he's, like, asking Kurt to do, like, this huge scary thing, like, simply because the other option is not available to him. The option that has already worked for Blaine, and Blaine has said, I don't have experience with staying and fighting, like, I ran away and that worked. But you know what you should do? Stay and fight. And then he shows up like, ha ha ha, staying and fighting. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, is this okay? But there are moments where I'm like, I can see like a pretty, like, okay, right after Karofsky walks away and Blaine has been like shoved against that like metal thingy on the stairwell and he's like, well, that guy's not coming out anytime soon. That, I can totally see that role of him being like, well, I've kind of been through this and now I'm going to take like a little bit more of a like educated, not educated, but experienced stance on this. Mm-hmm. I can kind of see it there. So I don't know. It's like really teetering on this like, was it done well? Was it done weirdly? I don't know for me. In my humble opinion, I think that Blaine's character in season two is very good because... At this point, it's still not established that Blaine is in fact a year younger than Kurt. Mm. I think the only reason why they made Blaine a year younger is because once a majority of the Glee kids went on to graduate, no one would be left to like mm-hmm. compel viewers to care about McKinley, right? So they needed to keep Blaine back because he's very talented and he's very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with that is... In these early episodes, the power dynamic is, like, kind of created where Blaine is the more experienced person that mm-hmm. Kurt kind of looks up to. And yeah, having it like this where, like, Blaine is actually younger and, like, Kurt's older, just, like, it made me feel like this power dynamic just becomes thrown away completely once season yeah. three, four, five roll around, you know? Yeah. Um... I forgot where I was going with this, but I guess those are my opinions on Blaine's characterization. I agree. It's, like, so fun to watch Blaine be, like, so, like, stable and secure and experienced feeling. Like, you know when he's, like, singing the solo at Dalton and Kurt's like, whoa, like this, and he's like, oh, leaning against the metal fence, like, he's not gonna come out anytime soon. That is, like, such a good feel. Like, you can see how Kurt would look to that and be like, this person could be my safe place, you know? Like, even though I can't move out of this school at this moment, this person could be, like, the source of safety for me, right? Mm-hmm. And when I think of the later seasons, when I picture Blaine in the later seasons, he's just, like, this whiny, like, clingy little bitch just being like, eh, eh. and then Kurt's, like, doing whatever, living his life. Like, ha, 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 duh. So it totally 
does reverse. Like, Mm -hmm. Kurt becomes this one who's, like, stable and experienced and just doing what he needs to do, where I feel like that's, like, Blaine right now. Which, in my opinion, you know, relationships don't have to be like that, where, like, someone's the stable one and the other person's, like, like, you know, clinging on to them. Like, I feel like it Mm should have been, and this is, again, me just concocting an alternate ending of Glee, I think Blaine should have been either older than Kurt or they have been the same age so that Kurt's story Mm -hmm. could have ended with him finally feeling secure enough where they are on even standing and they are both like Mm. you know just two strong people in a relationship and there's Mm -hmm. like no stupid drama right yeah I also think like of course power dynamics like this will shift and like sometimes the younger one seems more experienced and like blah 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 so it's like possible I guess but yeah, definitely would have liked to see them end on even standing. Also, mourning the loss of this Blaine, thinking about the future seasons. Dude, season two Blaine was so good. Like, yeah. that part where he, oh, like, when Kurt goes to Dalton to, like, spy on them, and Kurt's like, well, I just stick out like a sore thumb. And Blaine's like, just wear your, like, uniform next time, new kid. I was like... Oh, this blade is so good. Where did he go? Yeah, where the fuck did he go? And then he sings. He transferred Teenage to Dream. William McKinley. Everything went to shit. I know, especially his hair. Oh, that's truly the loss that I'm mourning. Why would they do that to his hair? Wait, Darren Chris has very curly hair. He has beautiful hair. And they just gel it down into a helmet. There's like an episode two where he comes out with his curly hair and everyone's like, whoa, 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 oh no. And I'm like, wait, what? The fuck? And it doesn't even look bad. I was like, ooh. It looks so good. Curls. Um, Um, Also, it's like really troll of Blaine to be like, the Warblers? Well, they're like rock stars here. And then he goes and sings the solo. I know. That's like kind of embarrassing. (laughs) Stupid bitch. Like, yes, Blaine. They're rock stars because you get to sing all of the solos. <laughs> like, that's why you think that they're rock stars. I bet the other guys in the acapella group who only get to sing, like, the doom, doom, doom aren't like, I'm a rock star. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but fun fact. Fun fact. So Darren Chris originally tried out as Finn when he auditioned for Glee. No! Imagine. <laughs> And I think that they, like, called him back, and they were like, we have this part called Blaine. We want you to try out. Mm. Boss. I can't imagine Darren Chris being Finn. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Maybe it's just because of the character that Finn is and, like, the character that Blaine is. Like, I don't know. I just feel like Darren Chris. Or, okay, no. I think that Blaine gets to shine a lot more just because he's, like, so awesome. Yeah, and Finn's, like, main character trait is being, like, dopey, kind of. Yeah. Which, Darren Chris, not that dopey. I feel like I confuse Blaine with Darren Chris a lot, just because of, like, the way that they act, you know? Hmm. Um, anyway, I, yeah, like... What else is there to talk about that happened in this episode? I realized we never actually really talked about the pity kiss. I just think that the pity kiss is another thing that Will is probably like, you know what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to help her. And then he just does this thing that's just not, it's 
not only is it not helpful, it's like very harmful actually. Like what in his mind is like, you know what the solution would be right now? To just fucking kiss her. Like Beast is like pouring her heart out being like, this sucks. Like I'm 40 and I've, I've never been kissed. I've never kissed anyone. Like I feel like that's not normal and I feel badly about it. And this is how I feel about the way I look and all this stuff. And he's like, let me bequeath onto you my gift. Kiss, you're welcome. I'm like, that's just not it at all. That is not it at all. It was disgusting. It was disgusting. Just... I had to look away. <laughs> when, when he leans in, I was like, <gasps> and I had to look away because I could, I could not make idiot? myself watch it. Not because He's of Beast, but because idiot. of Mr. Shu. Like, I don't think I even need to say it, but I'm just going to anyway. Like, obviously, even if she's feeling badly, badly about never having been kissed or never having kissed anyone, it should still be a decision that she makes of her own volition. He should not make her do that. And I guess you could argue, like, sure, maybe she agreed to it in this moment. Okay, but, like, what, like, what, what, why does he think that's the solution? Like, she, that doesn't mean, like, I need to kiss someone immediately as, as, as much as possible or, like, as quickly as possible, right? Like, I imagine that for Beast, it would be like, this sucks, I've never kissed anyone, but I would want my kiss to be with someone who I thought previously, before the kiss, wow, I really want to kiss them. That's the simple as that. Yeah. And, like, I can't help... Urgh! No, I need to start over. Later in some season, right, Shannon's like, Will... I think I like you. I'm in love with you. Please be my man. And Will has to turn her down because obviously he's in love with Emma. And I think yep. that this played into Beast coming yep. to love Will Schuster. This yep. kiss was predatory. Yep. It was disgusting. It was so just like, what what went through his mind? What went through his pea brain mind? Like, there's no way for Beast to think of it as not being a pity kiss or being something more. Because if I were kissed like that, if I poured out my heart to someone and I was like, yeah, this is something I'm really insecure about, and he just leaned over and kissed me, I would be like, no, did he do this yeah. because I said it was something I was insecure about? Or is it because... <laughs> yeah, it's like just so, me. like, just... <laughs> yeah. If it were anyone but Will Schuster... It would end in like, what the? No. Push away. But because for some reason, for some reason this show is hell-bent on being apologetic apologetic for all of Will Schuster's stupid antics, he does it and then like, what, there's some weird implicit like, thank you. Wait, is it explicit? Does she say thank you, Will? That's so gross. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It's predatory. It it just is. Disgusting. Like, oh my god, this man. This terrible, terrible man. I, I just don't understand. Like, did he think he was doing her a favor? He's like, oh no, ugly duckling. Nah, no. I'm gonna turn you into a beautiful swan. So gross. I hate this man. I hate this man. And the fact that, like, Beast is like, yeah, you're, like, a nice guy. 
I thought that you were one of the good ones. Mm-mm. Beast, he has done mm-hmm. nothing but treat you terribly. Remember when you guys first met and he yeah. actively ostracized you and tried to make you quit? How did you go back to this man? <sighs> okay. Yeah, fuck that guy. Um, forgot to mention. But when Beast was like, yeah, this is like never been kissed before. Kind of sucks. I'm 40 years old. What the fuck? I was like, oh, this is why it's called never been kissed. But actually, Kurt also says to Blaine that like Karofsky basically assaulting him was his first kiss. Sucks. Like that just sucks so much. Don't even know what to say. Just Ryan Murphy, why? I just can't believe like it's again like like Will's kiss, we were saying like it's predatory and like Karofsky's kiss is very aggressive, arguably predatory. And then like Kurt being the only out gay kid at his school and like really kind of coming to this point of like I I don't know, like, some sort of big change, some sort of turning point, like, in his journey or something, like, as a person in life. Like, I guess there is a turning point, like, his first kiss. He's the only out gay kid at his school, and at this turning point, his first kiss, what happens? He's assaulted. Like, fuck! God, I'm so tired. Like, why can't, why can't queer people just have a normal-ass storyline on, on screen? Like, Sam and Quinn had a beautiful little, like, oh, they got together. <laughs> like, ha. Like, why does Kurt's first kiss have to be like that? When I think about Kurt's journey through high school, I think that for him, being the only out gay kid in his school and knowing that he kind of has a target on his back because of it, he's like, you know what? Fuck high school. I'm going to wait until college, and college will probably be better, and I'll probably meet someone there and, like, have my first kiss then. That's my headcanon. Kurt has just decided that that's how it's going to be. So having Karofsky mm-hmm. take this from him just Absolutely. feels violating Absolutely. and terrible. Also, I'm thinking about how Artie's first time, like, losing his virginity was, like, kind of against <gasps> his will as well. Yeah, like, that's the thing. I, I hate how society has kind of made it so that, like, first kisses and like your virginity being lost taken i don't know but that whole idea is so stupid because you know what it's not that important the first times are always going to suck and it like definitely gets better as time moves on that's what i believe so like why does it have to be this thing you know then like if like, Artie was like, well, it was special to me, and you took that for me. Like, if you, if, even though I think, yeah, it probably shouldn't be made into this huge deal, like, in media and stuff like that, if you're a person to whom it is a huge deal, that's fine. And it sucks that it was, like, a huge deal to Artie, and it wasn't to Brittany, and then afterward he kind of felt like, fuck, like, you took that for me. Oh, that fucking sucks. Whereas, like, able-bodied people on the show, like... Uh-huh, no problem like that whole entire episode where there's like three concurrent like sex storylines or whatever like they all had like normal mm-hmm. ass like oh i don't want to do it right now i do want to do it right now or i guess like some of them are on the other end of like this weird aggressive thing where they're like well i'm doing it for revenge <laughs> yeah i i like how kurt says that like oh 
well, it doesn't count because I don't think mm-hmm. that that was my first kiss. Because you know what? Yeah. That's how it should be. You know what? If it wasn't consensual or if you just, like, regret it, then it doesn't count. Yeah, it does not have to. Mm-hmm. And that's that on that. On yeah. That. Um, the Artie and Puck thing. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's so stupid. Everything that happens is so infuriating. It's just stupid. Yeah, Puck coming back no reaction don't really care about puck never really liked his character like couldn't they have thought of a different way to convey wow turns out he's not as tough as he seems and he doesn't want to go to juvie did it have to be like first of all you're my community service and then Artie says yay we're friends like bad so bad it's unbelievably bad yeah and like puck was a very bad influence on Artie. first of all they like bullied people out of their money so they got 300 bucks just for singing a song during lunch which makes no sense like what the heck that's not how money works in high school the most i ever had was like 50 cents um and then they're like we're gonna use this money to take santana and Brittany out to dinner at breadsticks <laughs> and and then puck is like watch and learn and says super uh-huh. mean things to them and then Artie's like yeah this is awesome yeah and then like like when they go to breadsticks puck's like okay now let's leave without paying for our food, even though we have $300 that we just made that we said we were going to use for this specific purpose. Yeah. Which is just way more than enough money. And then Artie pays and Puck is like, oh, what the fuck? Artie's like, you know what? Being sexist is fine, but I draw the line at not paying <laughs> for food. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's so, like, again... Artie is usually being terrible, so him doing one nice thing here, I'm not like, yeah, see, Artie's actually a stand-up guy. I'm like, okay, cool. And then Puck, like, again, he's troubled or whatever, so he can do whatever the fuck he wants. I don't think so. Like, him being like, well, actually, I didn't like it in juvie. They beat me up and they stole my waffles. So I'm like, oh, well, they stole your waffles? Oh, okay. Now you can be sexist and a bully and mean to everyone. I get it. I get it. We're all outcasts. Yeah, um, it's really confusing because I feel like, again, with Puck, he's never really... Mm, Like, he's a bully, right? And Mm. he, like, cheated, or he helped Quinn cheat on Finn by getting her pregnant, and, like, He does all this fucked up shit, but never does he really have to, like, sit down and deal with the consequences. Mm -hmm. And then there's this episode where he's like, actually, Juvie sucked, and I realized that I'm not top dog. Like, is that him supposed to, like, pay for his actions? Like, I don't really understand what the point of it was. I don't know. I just don't know. 
And then, like, Artie is like, hey, dude, I will teach you geometry so then, like, you won't fail your class and we're going to be friends and don't go to juvie. And that's just how it gets resolved, which, is that a resolution? Also, his idea is stupid. He says, I'll teach you geometry while you pick up trash on the side of the highway. How the fuck is that going to work? He's stupid. Yeah, and, like, okay... Picking up trash on the side of the highway, Puck being like, that's ghetto. I'm like, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> like, why? Why Why do you have to say that? Like, if you don't want to, if you don't want to go back to juvie, there is an option for you to not go back to juvie, but you're just yeah. not going to do it because you're like, that's ghetto. Like, what? Oh, no. It's so bad. Like, ugh. I, I I don't really want to get into it mostly because I can't get into it because like you know like everything that the word ghetto holds yeah like, <laughs> refers to like poor neighborhoods which are historically like black and brown neighborhoods and like urban neighborhoods and like urban actually being like a dog whistle for something else and like blah 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 but like what 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 about picking up trash on the highway is ghetto oh because the demographics of people who live in an area that might be ghetto and also the demographics of people who might go to jail and also the demographics of people who might be doing this like while on parole or like it's just so don't say that and it's so stupid like the way that they uh describe juvie it's basically like jail right yeah so you're telling me you would rather go back to jail than just pick up trash on the highway. Don't be stupid. He's stupid. Anyway, that's all I have to say about that. It just everything about it was just awful. Now let's talk about the boys versus girls competition because, again, Will Schuster being the worst. He sees Kurt is having a terrible time at school right now. His assignment, boys versus girls. Mm-hmm. Kurt wants to go to the girls team because he's just friends with a lot of them and he loves doing more of like the feminine stuff Mm -hmm. right will's like i'm not gonna say it again kurt Mm -hmm. boys team why 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 okay first of all i am very very concerned about kurt always wanting to go to the girls team like this is like a recurring joke bit or something on glee and like in my mind it's because he's friends with more of the girls he wants to do the more femme songs basically we just said but i am just i just feel it in my heart that it's written that way because he's gay and they're conflating that with something else about gender like, oh, if you're gay, then you think you're a girl? Like, what? I don't get... Like, I'm just so concerned about this. I never really thought about it critically before, you know, until you kind of brought it up when we were watching the episode. And definitely, I think it's kind of, like, odd how a lot of the gay men that are portrayed on this show are, like, very, like, you know, feminine and just, like, you know, they always talk about fashion and they dress nice. Whereas that's obviously not the case. Like, not all gay men are like that. Um, but, like, I also kind of understand why, Kurt, because, like, okay, when I was listening to the podcast that Kevin McHale and Jenna Ushkowitz do about Glee, they were talking about how, like, 
um, Kurt would always just hang out with, like, the girls. And, like, Kevin would always, like, also want to hang out with the girls. Why did I say Kurt? I obviously... Anyways, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they just, like, wanted to hang out with the girls more because the other mm-hmm. Glee guys were very, like, yeah, testosterone. So I guess it makes sense. But definitely when you bring it up that way, I'm like, oh, yikes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, especially in this case when Kurt's having a tough time and is feeling, like, very unsafe around people who kind of look like the people in the Glee Club, you know? Like, the men in the Glee Club. It makes sense that he'd be like, well, actually, I feel pretty safe with the women. Let me go hang out with them. And for me, I'm like, oh, easy to explain. But I just don't know if that's really what the writers meant when they wrote this, you know? And I just... It makes me feel so bad inside. And then also, since we're still on this topic of, like, I guess problematic stuff about gender, like... Will kind of forcing Kurt to go be on the boys' team just because he's a boy mm-hmm. kind of feels like the same thing. Where he's like, well, you're a boy, so you have to be with the yeah. boys. But, like, I don't know. What if not only Kurt is, like, questioning his sexuality, like, what if he's experimenting with his gender? Like, I don't understand mm-hmm. why Will, again, can't use, like, more than two seconds to think about this critically and be like, okay, maybe... Yeah, yeah, Kurt can be with the girls if he wants to, you know? Yeah, and also, like, does it have to be boys versus girls? Can it be, like, half of the Glee Club versus half of the Glee Club? Like, you know, there's just so many other ways to do it without making this, like, two groups and one is males and one is females, you know? It is... Okay, and then, look. I, I-, I like the concept of the, like the boys group will do numbers that are historically performed by women and the vice versa, right? But I'm like, this is makes me feel bad that, like, I'm thinking all these things about, like, Kurt's potential, like, gender identity or not or whatever people are imposing or not imposing on him. And then, like, the competition itself is, like, gender bendy. I'm like, wh- why are these two things at the same time? That's just, it feels... Mm-hmm. And it's also weird because, like, he specifically does this so Kurt can feel more comfortable being on the boys' team. Right. But, like, the boys kick him out and they're like, go spy on Dalton. We're going to handle this. And, like, in the number itself, it turns into something else because of what the boys did to Coach Beast. So Finn and Sam take the lead. or And Artie. Whereas Kurt is just in the background doing his shimmies. That is so true. Also, if he wanted to... Okay, look, I like the exercise of having, like, the mask characters, um, like, experiencing more femme songs and, of course, vice versa, right? Like, I like that. I think it's a good exercise. But if he's going to change the whole exercise to make Kurt feel comfortable being on the boys' team because Kurt wants to perform femme songs, why couldn't he just, from the beginning, be like, okay, just join... The team of women who are True. probably gonna, like he forces Kurt on one side and then reverses like the whole thing when it just could have been much easier. Yeah, and also like the song uh, choices so weren't stupid. that good. I don't really get it. And like the the girls, it was just like though they were like dressed in leather and doing like classic rock. Like I feel like it was just to pander to the fantasies of like Middle America who might be oh, watching no. this show. They all just looked really hot and were like singing classic rock songs, you know? Which, again, why did Rachel have to take the lead? Her voice does not suit oh, these gross. songs. Agreed. If anything, there was like a part where Tina, I could like very distinctly hear her voice. She sounded so mm-hmm. good. 
But they were like, nah, Rachel, because she's the main character. I also really had a problem with when Will was assigning the, like, oh, try songs historically by women, try songs historically by men. He was like, yeah, girls, like, why don't you try some, like, classic rock for a change? Like, and boys, like, try something something. Like, I was like, is classic rock only for men? Or is it just, what, historically sung by men? Okay, I actually don't know, but I was like, this is weird. It was also weird because I was like, guys, in Glee, all you do is sing classic rock. (laughs) Like, That is so true. Um, Oh, but I do remember he specifically gave examples of, like, artists to, like, only one group. Like, I can't Mm. remember if it was girls or guys, but he was like, oh, sing songs by, like, this person or this person or this person. And I was like, what, the other team is just, like, fucked? Like... (laughs) But anyways, I think that, like, the song choice was weird, um, the costumes were, like, weird, but also, the boys were like, we're gonna make this up to Beast by dedicating our performance to her, and, like, we want you to feel the emotions, right? And then they sing two songs where I'm like, I don't get it, this meaning, like, stop in the name of love, like, what? Hmm? And then Beast just sits there, like... I liked it. It was good. <laughs> yeah, okay, no, I just thought of something gross. What? I thought of something gross. Are they allowed to use this whatever performance as a way to apologize for Beast because the exercise is to sing songs historically sung by women? And it's like, you know what? We put ourselves in your no. shoes for a little bit. And it was awful of us to do no. this. No. No. No, 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 no. But when you say it like that, I'm like, maybe. <laughs> like, that's what they inadvertently did, right? Even if they didn't mean to. No, it's so it's bad. You have to be a dick. Oh, it's so but bad. But why is it that they have to apologize through song? Why can't they just oh, be like, seriously? Hi, Beast. We are very sorry for what we did. Like, here's a gift card Starbucks. Sorry that we were assholes. Like, you know, the same thing happens later where the girls are like, sorry for making jokes about you getting abused. We're going to sing this song from Chicago about women who killed their husbands. (laughs) Like, what? Oh my god. Wait, they, what, cell block tango? Yes. Yes. Do you not remember? (laughs) They sing cell block tango as an apology for making fun of her? Because she has like a black eye. So they were like, ooh, did Mr. Beast not like punch you, you know? And then like Sue and the swim coach are like, that's terrible. You're going to sing a song about like women doing something. And so they sing cell block tango. No. They just don't have they just don't have but to. But obviously they they're can like just do nothing. that was terrible, so they make them sing another song and that one's like better, but I forgot what the song was. But again, why can't they just apologize like Dude, people? Poor beast, again, at every turn, just getting fucking disrespected always. Yeah, and then there was this like really weird sorry, I'm just like thinking about that episode. There's this really weird yeah. shot where like Basically, the Beast is doing, like, the dishes, and, like, her husband is yelling at her, and she just, like, has her knife out, like, 
test me one more time. And I was like, is this the message of the episode? No. Damn. Wow, what the fuck? Wait, there's something else I was going to say. Oh, I also hate that when they're doing their stupid fucking song apology, Will is like looking on approvingly. He's like, you know what? You better go apologize to her right now because what you all did is bad. And like, like you said, it's not all of them. It's actually largely Will. And then they're like singing their silly little song. And he's like, I'm a great teacher. I came up with this exercise. I brought Beast into this situation, deeply uncomfortable situation inadequate apology and he's like i did this i'm so proud of my yeah. students i'm like gross also what do we expect like well schuster sucks i expect oh better. not sis i have given up hope <laughs> at this point i'm just like Anyways. you know what well schuster i expect so little from you the bar is so low that there's no way you can go on to surprise me but sure enough that is awful. She just continues to be the worst. Okay. I think it's time to start wrapping it up unless you have any more comments. Yeah. Okay. okay. Best song, worst song. Best song, Teenage Dream, obviously. Although, you know what? I hear a lot of hype about that song and I think it's like pretty good. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm like, oh, it's amazing. But I think it's like pretty good. And it was definitely the best number in this episode. Worst song? Like, dude, I don't even know. I don't even remember what Puck and Artie sang. I have no clue what the boys sang. One love. One love. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. I think that has to be the worst one. Okay, okay. Um, I love Teenage Dream. I actually, you know what it is? I think it's because when Blaine sings it to Kurt later in New York, Mm. like, it really hits. So... Again, Teenage Dream, best number. Worst number has to definitely be, like, the boys mashup. It was yeah. it, it was just boring to me. I was yeah. like, this is bad. Um, MVP. I, okay, maybe someone would think that I would say Blaine, but in fact, not even close. MVP, definitely Kurt. Oh. Yeah, mm. God damn it. I was like, Blaine, but after right? you said but that. Blaine's kind of shaky. Yeah, after you said that, I was like, ooh, hurt. Um, I don't know. I'm still going to say Blaine just because I really like Blaine in season two. Okay. Um, Next week, we're going to watch one of my favorite episodes, which is The Substitute featuring Gwyneth Paltrow. Hola, classe. She's so awesome. <laughs> Okay. Anyways, that's the end Looking for this week's episode. And it was all pain. <laughs> it really was. Like, watching it was so painful. The musical yeah. numbers were, like, subpar. Oh, my God. Thank God yeah. it's over. Mm. All right. See you next and time. And that's it. Bye. Bye.